It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. There are actions being taken by our federal government that would be, to me, and, and originally when I heard about this board of disinformation being created by the, the DHS, I, I questioned whether they were attempting to foment some sort of a revolution in the country. Because this is deadly serious stuff. When you say that the government is going to decide what is misinformation and disinformation and what is not, those are fighting words. And I'm not talking about a violent physical real, uh, revolution. I'm talking about something that is worth uh, giving everything, every ounce of your being into fighting. And that is this kind of BS. This kind of nonsense. It cannot exist. It must be put out now. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about this. This is a line that must not be crossed. And this agency must be put out of its misery before it can make our lives miserable. There you go. Quote me on that. They've got this insane person who's known for a couple of bad viral videos. She's in charge suddenly of the uh, the disinformation department. Her last name is Jenkowitz. And uh, she was, I guess, they kind of had decided that she was the person in 2020 before the election. She already was known to, uh, to people in the Democrat Party. And she already had her eyes on becoming a misinformation or disinformation czarina in the uh, in the government and they wanted to fight what i believe is all of the untruths that they've been spewing and all of the things that they were that they were covering up hunter's laptop at the time completely uh, covered up completely ignored by twitter banned from twitter she of course this uh, nina jankowitz said that the uh, the laptop was a tool of disinformation you know uh, she uh, she uh, said that the, the dossier was, was not Russian disinformation, among other things. She is a pure, unadulterated leftist. Here she is uh, being interviewed by a Democrat talking about the Trump organization and their disinformation. This shows that she exists only to be a partisan, not to be some sort of a champion of truth. But there was another example just recently from a Channel 4 in the UK documentary that looked at how the Trump campaign used Cambridge Analytica data to selectively target she called hunter biden's laptop a trump campaign product black voters uh with voter suppression uh ads during the 2016 election okay let's hear that again because now she's claiming that uh, russians paid for ads that would go against black people but there was another example just recently from a channel four in the uk documentary that looked at how the trump campaign used cambridge analytica data to selectively target black voters uh, with voter suppression uh, ads. This is nonsense. She's making it up. During the 2016 election. Again, this is, uh, it's affecting people's part. You know, if Trump was such a racist, why did, uh, why did black unemployment uh, reach an all-time low? Uh, why did uh, the per capita income in the uh, black and brown community go through the ceiling? Why was there the lowest uh, level of unemployment in the Hispanic community of all time? Man, he sucks at being a racist. Participation. It's not just about fake news, you know, uh, stories on the Internet. In fact, a lot of the best disinformation is grounded in a kernel of truth. And in <laughs> this is fantastic. Wow. My written testimony, I go through a couple of other examples of how 
online action has led to real world action. By the way, uh, the left, including uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, is calling the the uh, conservatives their outcry against the Department of Misinformation and Disinformation. They're calling it, wait for it, disinformation. We've had misinformation and yellow journalism and terrible media and voter suppression forever. And I understand that these media platforms have scale that William Randolph Hearst didn't have. But are you sure that both of those examples passed the but for they wouldn't have happened without the social media misinformation? I believe they do because they allow the organization of these groups uh, without any oversight and they allow the targeting, uh, the targeting of these messages to the groups and people that are. How can you reach out on social media when you're banned from it? Trying to find the most vulnerable and are most likely to take action against them. And that's what our foreign adversaries do. And increasingly, it's what people within our own country are using to organize violence uh, and against. Yeah, yeah. Think about all of the things that they use uh, with regard to fear. With regard to fear, fear of COVID, fear of not wearing a mask, fear of this, fear of that. Health experts are warning of rising eco-anxiety among children. A spate of articles in recent weeks chronicle a startling rise in eco-anxiety among children defined by the American Psychological Association as a chronic fear of environmental doom from climate change. You combine this with kids being forced to wear an idiotic mask for the last two years when they're completely ineffective. And you have a generation of children who have effectively been crate trained, as uh, Adam Carolla liked to say, with regard to the government. They they respond to what the government says. They respond to the government's misinformation and disinformation. And it becomes an existential threat to uh, think uh, outside of what the government tells you. Uh, Quote, this is according to the BBC, eco-anxiety can be caused by the stressful and then frightening experience of watching the slow and seemingly irrecoverable impacts of climate change unfold and worrying about the future for oneself, children, and latter generations. Again, all made up out of whole cloth, all completely made up. Boston-based GBH News has warned of second pandemic of eco-anxiety among young people, asserting that the menacing shadow of climate change and government's failure to take action to fix it is taking a mental toll on children. That's why they have to keep this misinformation alive. They have to keep the covering up of truth uh, silence. They have to look at those who are attempting to rage against the machine as the enemy of the people. Here is Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, another threat Another threat to the left and Democrats talking about the Department of Disinformation. As if they don't have enough issues to deal with, they now have an idea, and I honestly thought this was just a belated April Fool's joke, but they are actually going to create in the Department of Homeland Security a Bureau of Disinformation. It's basically a ministry of truth. And From 1984, the novel. What they want to do is they want to be able to put out false narratives without people being able to speak out and fight back. Because if you challenge them, you will become an enemy of the state. They want to be able to say things like Russia collusion and and perpetuate hoaxes and then have people like us be silenced. Amen. That's what it's all about. They want to be able to advocate for COVID lockdowns. They want to be able to advocate for school closures things that are not supported by the evidence, but then when you speak out, uh, they want to stifle dissent. And so we reject this bureau in the state of Florida. Clearly, uh, our entire principles that the country was founded on 
Uh, you cannot have a ministry of truth in this country. Absolutely. Too many have died in defense of freedom of speech to allow this to happen. Here is Senator Ron Johnson. The First Amendment to our Constitution states that Congress shall pass no law abridging the freedom of speech. So we've passed no... It also says something in the Second Amendment about uh, no law restricting the right to uh, uh, keep and bear arms, but the Democrats have been assaulting that forever. Such law. Uh, the president's job is to faithfully execute the law, so he has no authority to do this. This is Orwellian. This is a ministry of truth. And the person they've appointed is a Democrat propagandist. She pushed the uh, Russian collusion with the Trump campaign hoax. She pushed uh, the uh, hoax that uh, the laptop was some form of Russian information campaign. She said that uh, the voters deserve the context and not a fairy tale about the laptop repair shop. That's, those are her words. Those are probably two of the most egregious and I would say effective uh, pieces of disinformation. They had more impact on our body politic, on our elections, than anything else I could think of. And it certainly had a greater impact than anything Russia ever could have dreamed of. And she was leading the charge on that disinformation. You can't make this up. This is the exact person that uh, this administration now is appointed to head this unconstitutional uh, disinformation governance board. Uh, this is If this is allowed to proceed, the, the country needs to shut down. The American people need to shut the country down. If this is allowed to proceed, this is a moment in our history that we have to stop this. We have to stop this. This is what the success of the country in its history is based upon. The ability to worship, the ability to speak, the ability to assemble. That is what has made America the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. Here's Lauren Boebert. She is a diminutive uh, character in Congress, but she packs the, uh, the bite of a pit bull everyone, Lauren Boebert here outside the U.S. Capitol where my team and I have just finished up the final edits on a bill to totally defund and prohibit the future formation of a so-called disinformation governance board at the Department of Homeland Security. Here's an idea. Instead of trying to pull from the playbook of Stalin and Mao, how about securing our southern... Disinformation came from Stalin. I don't think I need to remind you of that. I've been talking about it forever. 1923, Joseph Stalin came up with the phrase disinformatia. He wanted to uh, come up with a, a word that sounded Western in origin, and then he created literally uh, a, an organization that would silence dissent in the government and in the country border so we don't have three million illegal aliens invading our country how about building the wall so we don't have mobile morgues filled with dead migrant bodies mayorkas stop acting like a dictator and try acting like you give a darn about the safety with the accent on the first syllable and security of your fellow americans here's barack obama just a few weeks ago talking at stanford university for the obama foundation live on cnbc talking about uh, social media now realize that the democrat party has been in charge effectively of all major social media outlets since their existence and is only intensified in the last six or eight years with the massive deplatforming of conservatives, conservative thought, 
groups like the walk away movement on Facebook, which had a half a million people, people walking away from the Democrat Party, mostly people of color, because they have not served the uh, the communities of color well at all. That organization was made to disappear on Facebook that like they never even existed on top of everything else. And that wasn't enough for people like Barack Obama. Now, the good news is, is that almost all the big tech platforms now acknowledge some responsibility for content on their platforms, and they're investing in large teams of people to monitor it. They already had them. They just monitored conservatives and banned them. Given the sheer volume of content, this strategy can feel like a game of whack-a-mole. Now, what have they said on University Camp I for decades? They started off with racism. When racism started to fall on deaf ears, they said that people who came to campus who were conservative were white supremacists. And then they said that words were violence. Words meant violence. Those are the words of Barack Obama right now. I have said this forever, guys. The wet dream of the class of 1968 is coming to fruition. They're trying to do this by hook or by crook, and the American people are rejecting it. So what do they do next? They declare which speech is verboten. Or poses a threat to public safety. They genuinely are concerned about it. They want to do something about it. But while content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, doesn't go far enough. It doesn't go far enough. You've got to shut down the speech altogether. In a country where the First Amendment was created to protect unpopular speech, what he just said right there is Stalinistic. It is unacceptable. And right now, the Democrat Party and the left in this country are attempting to do something that has never been done in the history of the United States, and that is to shut down any dissent any dissent using their triumvirate of the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party. I might also add like-minded Republicans to that. Let's go to Mike in Prince George County in lovely Maryland. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Hey, two yeah. things when you're talking about the Democrats, because you almost sound surprised. You have to no, 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 not really, but go ahead. No, I mean the mottos of each party. The, the three mottos of the Democratic Party are always forward, any means necessary, and just because they can always means they will. <laughs> yes, and the two true. mottos from the Republican Party are, if we do this, will you like us, and why don't you like us? Boom! I mean, Boom. The, 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 the reason that you're talking about this, and, and all talk show hosts are so passionate about this, is there's a huge Republican void of a unified message and voice. Yeah. You have the governor of Texas, you have the governor of Florida, you have President Trump. Push those three to the side. Outside of that, you're not even running a Republican in every race. There's no unified voice. No one's talking contract with America. You're not hitting yeah. on the five important points. No one's doing any of that. So in that void comes socialism. Yeah. And yeah. that's why we're facing you made some great points there, Mike. Now, well, let me ask you this. Uh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen in November? I mean, we are all uh, uh, guaranteeing uh, that there's going to be a, a massive wave. Uh, so what? Rob, what? It's, a, it's a great question. Here's the difference. Yeah. The difference is Republicans are going to get between 40 and 80 seats in the House. And depending on what they do and don't do, what they say and don't say, not standing up, not unified, not messaging, determines how many seats they're going to get. But what they don't understand are 
people are not running to the Republican Party. They're running away from the Democrats. Amen. And Amen. Until, in, until the Republicans have grassroots outreach to secure and keep younger, new, loyal voters and independents. I'm a registered independent. They're not yeah. doing anything to keep me. I won't vote Democrat, but the Republicans aren't doing anything. Well, I'm going to tell you, Mike, Mike, they do need to. And, and listen, there is an undercurrent there. And you're right. Um, there there are people who are who are seeking leadership. They're finding it within themselves. They're finding it with uh, within other like minded uh, conservatives and liberals. And, and conservatives are actually coming together on a variety of issues. It's whether or not we can actually trust. We can actually trust the powers that be in the Republican Party to actually listen to what is going to happen in November, or whether they're going to keep doing stupid crap like reelecting Mitch McConnell uh, as a leader and Kevin McCarthy as a leader. Uh, you know, I but keep they're saying they're, they're not you know, doing stuff now, Rob. It's, I know, I, I get it. I can't live with wait till November. And let, let me give you one small example. Go ahead, go Andy. Ahead. Ha- Andy Harris is on the radio constantly. And what the Republicans aren't doing, he should bring out a young, newly elected 28 to 35-year-old Republican from some other state to hear the energy and the vigor and the plan and the message and the unification and to promote that. They're doing none of that. So, yeah, they'll get the House, they'll get 40 to 80 seats, and they'll lose it within two election cycles because they're not securing the vote. All right, Mike, we will see. We will see. Thanks, I Take I have care. faith you bet you I have faith that we are facing a bellwether change that will be driven by the American people. And there are some leaders in uh in uh, the in Washington DC that will help us get there. So uh we've got a lot of hurdles to overcome. I get it completely. I understand your trepidation. Have you guys signed up for stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and to get discounts you won't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of uh, USPS rates and 76% off of UPS. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. Consumer prices have increased at the fastest clip in four decades. Now, I remember this weekend, and um, uh, this is something that kind of gave me pause because I'm walking up and down the, the, you know, the aisles at Walmart, and the eggs had been replenished. They were empty last week, but the meat case was still half empty, and, and, uh, and I was walking over to an end cap that somebody was stocking, and they were stocking it with five packs of Kraft macaroni and cheese, which, by the way, if you are a parent, know that uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese is a gift from God yeah, for a variety of reasons, because sometimes it's the only thing your kids will eat, and it's also freaking awesome. It's just, I've had chefs come to my house for dinner when my son was little, and they'd say, Rob, can we just skip dessert and have some of your son's mac, Kraft mac and cheese? Because they hadn't had Kraft mac and cheese since they were kids. But they're stacking these five packs of Kraft mac and cheese, and I'm thinking that it's on the end cap, so it's going to be on sale. So it's going to be $3.98, $3.99 for a five pack of Kraft mac and cheese. And that would be pushing the, the limit of 
you know, how high I've seen the price of Kraft Mac and Cheese. Well, it was priced at seven fifty. It was priced at like $7.49 for a five-pack. And in my life, I have never seen Kraft Macaroni and Cheese more than a dollar a box. Now, you may think that is a not a big deal. To me, it was a big frickin' deal. Do you think Nancy Pelosi would notice that? Hell no. Do you think that Mitch McConnell would know that? Hell no. Do you think anybody uh, in, the, in, in Washington, D.C. really would understand that whatsoever and how big a deal that is to the average person? No, they wouldn't. But it is. And you combine that with high gas prices. You combine that with empty store shelves. I don't know if you know this, but every trucker in the country knows this. The price of diesel hasn't stalled and hasn't gone down. It hasn't stalled and it hasn't gone down. Do you know what the national price of diesel is right now? The average national prices for diesel is right now. Now you're thinking, okay, well, I fill my car with regular gas and I'm paying, like for instance, right up here, it's right about $4 a gallon. Okay? Diesel's five fifteen. That's the national price for diesel. It's $5.15. Much higher in a lot of areas in the country. And what does that mean? Five pack of mac and cheese costing seven forty nine. Grocery store shelves that are empty. Price of lumber. Price of plywood. Have you tried to draw, to buy one sheet of plywood lately? Plywood might as well be made out of mahogany right now. Unbelievable. But the elites don't get it. They don't understand. They don't see what you're going through. But it's a really, really big deal. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi led a congressional delegation to meet with... Uh, uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky in Kiev. Nancy Pelosi hasn't done D-word for Richard for anybody in the country. Nancy Pelosi hasn't done D-word for Richard for the border. Nancy Pelosi has done nothing for the supply chain. Nancy Pelosi has done nothing for the price of gas. Nancy Pelosi takes an exclusively Democrat board representing the United States, you and me, whose sons and daughters could end up on the ground in freaking Ukraine, and they didn't include... You and me, they just went over and they did a photo op and they're promising Zelensky they're going to give him another $33 billion, this on top of the $15 billion that they sent a week or two ago. And have we seen any change in the Russian aggression over there? Have we seen any bellwether shift with regard to the Ukrainian military against Russia since we started sending all of this money over there? This on the heels of the fact that Joseph Robinette Biden's son was very involved in a Burisma, a gas company in Ukraine, a corrupt gas company where he was being paid to sit on a board, $80,000 a month at a Ukrainian gas company. And when the gas company was going to be investigated by a, uh, a prosecutor in Ukraine, Joe Biden said, if you do... And if, if that prosecutor's not fired, I'm going to take away $1 billion in loan guarantees to the government. And here Nancy Pelosi is going over with the likes of Adam Schiff, who is a lying piece of shift. Jim McGovern from Massachusetts, Gregory Meeks from New York, Jason Crow from Colorado. Crow is a veteran and a member of the House Intelligence and Armed Service Committee, said he came to Ukraine with three areas of focus, weapons, weapons, weapons. 
And then Adam Kinzinger, a rhino Republican who's no longer going to be in office after this November, introduced a resolution to authorize the use of uh, military, U.S. military, to engage in combat with Russia should the Russian military use chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons in Ukraine. A senior law enforcement analyst, former Customs and Border Patrol Commissioner and Heritage Foundation visiting fellow. Literally, at Heritage Foundation, he walks in and they say, hello, fellow. Uh, it's that kind of thing. Anyway, Mark Morgan joins us on the uh, Newsmax hotline. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the show. Rob, thanks for having me. It's great to be on with you again. By the way, I am, uh, I'm not a visiting fellow. I'm a visiting dude. Uh, that's the one step <laughs> below fellow. I thought you should know that. I thought you should know we're, that. we're on the same team. So I'm trying to figure out, and maybe you can help me uh, figure this out. Uh, last week during testimony on Capitol Hill, Alejandro Mayorkas suddenly just let it slip that they've created a new department of disinformation. And the reason they did it is because the reason why black and brown people are streaming across the border is because Russian disinformation is telling them to come over here. Uh, I'm trying to make sense of this other than this is a desperate attempt to stop the country from correcting itself back toward a conservatism and free speech. What are your thoughts with regard to this ungodly overreach of government and the appointment of this, uh, this czarina of disinformation? Yeah, so there's a lot to unpack there, Rob. First of all, I, I think yes. what, what the secretary is trying to do, like he does uh, almost every time he opens his mouth, is try to walk back uh, once, once they've gotten uh, a lot of bad uh, you know, uh, reaction to what they're doing on the, on this disinformation governance board. Look, I think we all know we all know what they're trying to do. Especially look at who they actually uh, have appointed. Right? I, I mean, it's, it's 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 unbelievable that the secretary is saying she's qualified when she herself has been one of the leading uh, instruments of different disinformation. And and I, I joke that that you know the governor's board, their biggest client is actually going to be. DHS Secretary Mayorkas in the White House. But let me, let, let me go back to now how he's trying to take it just uh, uh, with respect to illegal immigration. Look, the truth is, we, we under the Trump administration, we, we were way ahead of this, right? So we know that the cartels and smugglers lie to the illegal aliens and try to convince them uh, to, to enter our borders illegally. So they do. There is a, a, a great amount of lies. And we were tackling that. We, we were having, you were going down to the Northern Triangle countries. We work with counterparts. We were uh, uh, hitting social media. We were trying to correct the lies being told by the cartels. But here's what's important, Rob, is yeah. that our message in words actually met and equaled our actions. Those things work. Now, with respect to the continuing lies that the uh, immigrants used to tell, they're not lies anymore. And they actually go against the actions of this administration. Like when the secretary says, hey, you know, don't, don't uh, hand your lies over the cartels. Uh, well, they're going to continue to do that because the secretary is going to allow them in and let them stay here in the country illegally forever. Now, I have been saying this for a long time, even when I was a music host on uh, Mix 107.3 in Washington, D.C., everybody. Uh, I said during the, the Obama administration, the reason why, and, and you'll recall there was a big uh, surge of illegal immigration during the Obama administration that ceased when President Trump became the president. Uh, and I said that the, the only thing that would cause this kind of draw, this kind of draw, is not Russian disinformation, it's policy. It's policy, right. Mark. This is the policy of the, of the Obama administration, uh, and I, for lack of a better cliche, on steroids. What are your thoughts? You, Rob, you're absolutely 100% right. I couldn't have said it better myself. In fact, look, when, when 
the rhetoric before the, the, the election under the Biden administration, I said almost the same thing word for word, that you're, you're going to see what, what we saw in the previous administrations. Uh, it's it's going to pale in comparison if they do what they say they did during the campaign. And they have done exactly that. And that's exactly what we're seeing. Uh, it's undoubtedly this is about policy. This isn't about root causes. This isn't about climate change. This isn't about all the lies and misinformation. This is purely about policy. This administration has opened our borders. They've handed over the cartels. They've handed it to them on a silver platter. They've communicated to the entire world. If you break into our country illegally, we're going to uh, help you and facilitate your illegal entry. And then once you stay here illegally, we're not going to allow ICE to deport you. That's it. That's why they're coming. It's, it's not rocket science. It's common do, sense. Do you suppose that uh, the D- DHS is usurping the authority of the CBP. Uh, and also, I want to just throw this out here to you, because I, everybody had their hackles up uh, back in 2013 when the DHS ordered 1.6 billion rounds of ammunition and armored vehicles. Do you suppose that this is an attempted weaponization of the DHS just in case? We have right now a, an, an, a branch of the government that is, the military is the best armed. This is number two. What are your thoughts on the DHS Mayorkas and what they're doing? Look, I think this is, we should be questioned. I'm, I'm not a big conspirator uh, guy know, as well, I but, I, I, but I do believe it's, it's, it's righteous to, to be asking these questions, Rob. Look, when we, let's go back to this different information campaign, this governance board. What, why? What, what, I mean, they can't even the, – the rollout was horrific. I mean, the, the secretary himself really couldn't even give Congress a, a really, you know, a, a coherent answer exactly what is going to be done. He, he had to go out on the Sunday talk show and kind of do his best to clean it up because he didn't have any good answer. Look, I'm concerned about DHS. What I've seen under this secretary and this administration is they're absolutely, not only are they thwarting the law, they're not enforcing the law, they're actually making up their own law. They're circumventing Congress. Yep. And everything that they're doing, Rob, is a danger to this country. They're driven by politics and ideology. That's a bad combination. And when it comes to the southwest border, DHS and this secretary, he's a danger to this country. He is a danger to the country. I 100% agree with you. Here he is. I hope you'll be able to hear this. Here he is refusing to say this weekend that Biden wants to reduce illegal immigration. I'll get your thoughts after. Biden administration to reduce, sharply reduce the total number of illegal immigrants coming across the southern border. Is that the objective? It is the objective of the Biden administration to make sure that we have safe, legal and orderly pathways for individuals to be able to access our legal system. Now, he did not address the question, which was, do you want to reduce illegal immigration? Your thoughts? He didn't do it because his answer is no. And he knows the majority (laughs) of American people are not for that. Look, he keeps talking about a legal pathway. But I know this is going to be a shock, but entering a country illegal is illegal. (laughs) Again, Rob, it's so frustrating. And here's another thing is, is that illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. Look, when your illegal immigration goes up, our ability to secure our borders goes down. They're not mutually exclusive. This is about border security. But when you open your borders up to illegal immigration, you're opening your borders up to the vast set of crimes from outside our borders. I'll give you a quick example, real quick. 700,000 Godaways. Under this secretary, the first 15 months of this administration, 
700,000 Godaways have broken our country, evaded apprehension, and made their way to every town, city, and state. And, Rob, there are murderers, rapists, gang members among them, as well as our national security of vulnerabilities. And we haven't even talked about the drugs pouring in, killing 100,000 Americans. 105,000 Americans. I, I, I'd like to say the best and the brightest, but if you take fentanyl, I'm not going to say you're the brightest. But at the same time, there are young people sometimes being accidentally poisoned by this yep. stuff. Uh, And and there is a tone deafness from this administration with regard to that. With regard to human sex trafficking, dear God in heaven, the thousands of children being sentenced to a life in bondage, a sexual slavery, and and this administration is willing to look past it. Mark, i got to ask you this. This used to be about creating a permanent underclass of brown and black people coming to the country to upset the balance of power and to uh, get these people to vote in perpetuity for Democrats. I think it's much more than that now, and I think it goes to the cloward pivot strategy of tearing down the country. You see this uh, attack in concert with now a, a, uh, a disinformation czar. We see uh, our energy independence gone. We now see supply chain, I believe, being purposely uh, hobbled with regard to our food supply. Um, what are your thoughts on what's facing the country and how serious this is? Bob, look, I, I think you're absolutely right that this should be part of the dialogue. We should be asking ourselves exactly what you're talking about. Why? Why would they open our borders? Why would they hand our borders over to the cartels, which we know every aspect of our nation's public safety and national security is being jeopardized? We know Americans are dying every single day because of these policies. Why? Why are they doing this? Rob, you're spot on to be asking these questions. At a, at, a, at a minimum, here's what I do know. They see a perceived political benefit, right? They know that illegal aliens are counted as part of the census. That's going to be increased in house seats. They know and believe, and, and the perception is, every single illegal alien they find a pathway to citizenship is going to equate to a Democratic vote. That's a minimum of why they're doing yeah. this. And then you add on their ideology. They don't care about the second or third order negative impacts of this country. They only care about the pursuit of their personal ideology. We should be asking those questions, Rob. I don't know, honestly. Uh, I said this morning that this uh, new Bureau of Disinformation uh, cannot continue because it must not. This is beyond a line in the sand. This is a line of demarcation. This is fundamentally changing the country and changing a part of the country that Hundreds of thousands of people have died for on our soil and abroad, and and that they would uh, treat the freedom of expression so blithely, to me, shows that they are a danger to the future of the country, freedom of expression, and the United States has founded. And I truly believe this all started back in about 2007, and it, it's got to be stopped, Mark. Yeah, Robert, look, I, I, I agree with you. And we could keep, we, how many things can we talk about that fits into what you just said? Again, let's go back to the border. I mean, they have absolutely said our sovereignty as a country means nothing. Uh, you know, they have had a couple of million illegal aliens from 150 different, 157 different countries break into our country, yeah. disregard our sovereignty and the rule of law. And this administration is saying there's no problem with that. That's unacceptable. We cannot stand for this. Border security uh, that's jeopardizing American lives should not be a right or left thing. That's an American thing. That's a constitutional thing. We have to fight this. I think this is the move of uh, the despotic people who think in a despotic manner because 
you know, they've experienced so many fails in the last uh, few months from, you know, the election of a Republican governor in uh, in Virginia yep. to rejection of CRT to CNN plus doing a face plan in three weeks to Biden's catastrophic re- approval ratings to uh, to this. And, and I like to say the class of 1968, the moist dream of the class of 1968 has always been this Marxist communist state in America. And they're seeing the writing on the wall that is collapsing and they're only... Now the only thing they can do is try to shut down everything. They, they got a whiff of the power they can experience by keeping people from going to church or making a living in 2020 and beyond, and now they're going to try to shut down speech, Mark. That, that, that's exactly right. I mean, just look. I mean, so, so you know, they're, they're fighting for mask mandates for American citizens in this country. But yeah. if you're an illegal alien, they want to let you in even if you have COVID. How, exactly. What alternative universe does that make sense? And Ron, if I can, and, and I want to come back, you know, after the election, because here's another thing we need to do. We need to hold Republicans responsible yes. as well. There's 100%. too many Republicans that have remained in the shadows. They're not being aggressive. They're not standing up. They're not pushing back, and they're not demanding accountability in everything you just talked to. So after election November, we've got to hold the Republicans just as responsible. Yeah, and I'll tell you also, Mark, we got to wrap things up. You know, people like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, they're trying to get her off the ballot. And, and I'm not, I don't agree with everything she says. Uh, Lauren Boebert, I don't agree with everything she says. Kat Kamek, uh, I don't believe in everything. But they are the future of the Republican Party, and, and they're going to have to step forward. They're going to have to take charge and leave Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell in the dust because the American people expect this from the Republican Party. If the Republican Party doesn't do anything about it, they're going to look at another midterm, or a 2024 election that is not the bellwether that the Republican Party thinks it is. Listen, Mark, i got to run. I know you're all over social media. I know you're at Twitter, at CBP, Mark Morgan. Uh, you're also uh, heritage.org. Look for uh, Mark Morgan. Where else can we find you, sir? Those are the, the, the great places. Uh, you can also find me at fairus.org. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.